everybody. Before we get into today's episode, uh, I wanted to apologize to the gentleman from Post Apocalyptic Taco Truck and uh, and their viewers. If you've come over from their uh, one of their social media pages, uh, this is you're about to watch one of the worst, probably I know the worst edited uh, episode of the show uh, in a very long time uh, because we tried to do an interview with Skype and turns out all the rumors I heard about Skype. Uh, sucking for video podcasters now uh, it's all true uh, they've broken all third-party software so the license that i paid for uh, from evar or evar or however you pronounce it uh, that's supposed to record the video uh, well the audio is out of sync uh, so bad this is actually i did fix it and uh, this is the best i could fix it uh, the video uh, basically randomly showed a still shot of them and it's a horrible still shot and uh and it even cut it cut out in the middle of uh, middle of the conversation. But despite all that, it is still too good of a conversation to waste. So uh, here is, you know, again, please, if you're coming from post-apocalyptic taco truck or if you're a new viewer of the show, please watch. Judge us by any other episode than this as far as the, the editing and the video goes. Uh, but uh, here is a really great conversation with uh, an independent uh, webcomic. Uh, duo, and uh, I, I hope you enjoy the conversation, and I hope you, after that, uh, go check out Post-Apocalyptic Taco Truck. Hey everybody, welcome to a very special episode of Nerds Drink Whiskey. Uh, we're uh, talking with uh, the people behind a uh, com uh, comic, webcomic, uh, Post-Apocalyptic yeah, my tongue doesn't work. Long day at work. Uh, Post-apocalyptic taco truck. Uh, so, uh, first off, uh, what what's the story behind post-apocalyptic taco truck, and who are Sanchez and Eddie? Okay. Um, well, that's yours. That's mine. That's yeah, mine. That's all you. <laughs> As the writer, I'm I am I am yeah. taking this. Um, so, post-apocalyptic taco truck is a uh, God. What, what? How do we call it? A a over-the-top. Uh, Hunter S. Thompson-esque story about a, a taco chef and his super smart, intelligent, I guess, uh, simian sidekick Sanchez uh, as they travel across the wasteland uh, to battle the devil's chef for wasteland fame. Yeah. And they get into a lot of wacky adventures and deal with the craziness that is the post-apocalypse. Yeah, it's okay. basically like a kind of a road story adventure, and we've had someone call it, um, was it Deadpool meets Mad Max? Deadpool meets Mad Max, yeah. Which I don't think is too far off. Yeah. So, and throw somehow a little with Thompson. tacos. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Well, okay. a taco right. truck. It's the perfect um, vehicle. Now, uh, how, how did you come up with the name Post-Apocalyptic Taco Truck? Um, again, that was you. Again, that was that was me. Uh, I was I didn't have a title for it, and I just wanted to call it what it was, which was a post-apocalyptic taco truck story. And the name just I liked the way it rolled off my tongue, and the acronym was memorable and something we could easily get our hands on too. So, P A T T comic, Pat comic, uh, came from came from that. Uh, but yeah, the name was quite literally a placeholder yeah. until I could find something better, and then. It just kind of stuck. It kind of stuck. So yeah, the, the same with the pad abbreviation too. Like we just started using it internally, and then just kind of became part of it. So. Yeah, yeah. The, the name of this show is actually uh, somewhat similar. It actually, but it but it took me like six months to come up with it. Uh, <laughs> basically, somebody asked me. They're like, "Well, 
what happens on the show? And I go, well, nerds drink whiskey. And they go, well, why don't you just call it that? And yeah, like, yeah. Hey, that's a good name for the show because it actually describes what happens on the show. Nerds exactly. drink whiskey. Yeah. Uh, so uh, now, should people start at the beginning or would it make sense if they read it backwards from the front page of the website? Oh, I personally would recommend going to the beginning. Yeah, I would probably start at the top. Which, it's really easy. You just roll down to the bottom of the page and you hit the beginning button and it takes you to the first chapter and you can start from there. Um, but because it starts off, it starts with an episodic format or, or yeah, more of a serialized format, I'd say. It is. Um, I'd, I'd start there just so you can get an idea of what who these characters are and how they interact with each other. But... If you want to pick up from issue two, you can, but issue one is completely done now. Issue two is... It's still going. It's still, it's still going, and we're expecting it to be a long issue, so... Yeah. <laughs> but the first one is complete, so I would probably recommend the first one just because it's available. Yeah. Just because you can go straight to pat.comic.com, or patcomic.com, and it, like you said, if you hit the comic portion, it will show the most recent page that's yeah. available, but if you just hit the back button at the bottom, take all the way to the beginning, and you can get a much better idea of what a completed chapter looks like and even in growing into the new one. Yeah. It so. becomes an easy read. All right. We had a uh, quite little – We the, my system burped, and suddenly after using this software for many years, uh, it asked me for a uh, license. So uh, hopefully it didn't cut off any of your guys' last answer. So I, th I think it cut off right at the end of it. But uh, uh, it, it conveniently didn't cut off right in the middle with that would have sucked so that was that was polite of it the um, podcast podcast gods are looking down upon you <laughs> at favor so yeah right. either that or the ai isn't ready to kill us all so yeah. you know um but uh is is this now this is is this strictly a web comic or do you have any plans for a physical graphic novel compilation of your work we've we've talked about it um what we're thinking of doing nothing set in stone yet but once we finish issue three, we're probably going to head to some sort of crowdsourcing uh, platform to basically do pre-orders yeah. for volume prints. Right. Mainly because our comic right now, issue one was 28 pages. Issue two is more like chapter two. It's heading towards 60. It'll probably go over that, it'll to be probably, honest. <laughs> the way he, this guy likes to draw, it'll, we'll, he'll, we'll take some time with some of the action sequences that are coming up. And if issue three is anything, or chapter three is anything like chapter two, yeah. you know, you're looking at close to 120 pages, so why not just put out a really nice volume print, like a trade paper or hardback of some right. sort, um, with some extra content in there. So we're thinking about doing that. We also have some other stuff down the line. I mean, if we can, if we get in with one of these creator-owned yeah. publishers, then... That changes things. We'd right. be more than happy to start putting print copies out and go to your local comic book store so you can get a copy. But as of right now, look forward to a Kickstarter or Indiegogo or yeah. But that's probably going to be a ways off. So like right now, it yeah. does kind of live as a webcomic entity with the idea that we want to print later when we get enough content in there to make it worthwhile. Yeah, that's what we're looking at, like the third chapter, because by that point we have enough of a page count to say like this makes sense. Let's go for it and see if there's enough interest. But right now, we're not really pursuing the traditional route in yeah. terms of publishing. It's really just we're trying to find the audience. And I think right now it's doing okay in that sense where it's kind of finding the people that want to read it um, without a whole lot of push or us really blasting about it too much. 
Yeah, it's all of our growth has been pretty natural. I mean, uh, getting onto Fat Man, uh, Fat Man on Batman yeah. really helped. Yeah. Uh, just being able to tell my side of the story and thank Kevin for everything he did. But, you know, before that, a lot of our growth came from just uh, Instagram and, you know, tagging it the right way and getting content out there that people seem to be enjoying and in and interacting with our fan base. We love our fan base. I, yeah. <laughs> I have found fans that are local and I've gone and dropped off like posters for them. Yeah. It's been like, hey, you post too much information about yourself. <laughs> I found you. Here's a poster. <laughs> and they, they love it, you know. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, I don't know whether I should blame uh, how tired I am because I got up at 4 a.m. for work this morning or just the fact that I haven't interviewed anybody in, in a long while. But uh, I, to I totally forgot. Now, you guys introduced me before we pressed record, but uh, you have not introduced yourself to uh, the viewers ah, of Nerds Drink Whiskey. Yeah. So uh, uh, introduce yourself now, half, you know, quarter of the way through the interview. Uh, okay. Introduce yourself to uh, the viewers. I like this non-traditional format. It's so classy. It's very organic. It's organic. It's like, hey, let's let's shoot. Let's Believe shoot it or the not, breeze. the sad thing is, is how many interviews I've done in the past, and I still did. did yeah, it's still uh, rather. Uh, let, yeah, I like I like the term uh, non-traditional. Yeah. Yeah. Look, Mark. At nice the end of the day, at the end of the day, you can edit this and you can put the intro at the beginning. <laughs> that sounds like work. Yeah, that sounds well, like work, Chris. <laughs> That's true. It is. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. So I, I'll go first. Alphabetical. Um, Alphabetical. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm uh, Araz Azima. I'm the writer of Post-Apocalyptic ta uh, Taco Truck, and uh, this is. And I'm Alistair Gilgram, and I'm the artist on Post-Apocalyptic Taco Truck. Okay. And this so, is Woodford Reserve. <laughs> and uh, yes, uh, uh, well, it is nerds drink whiskey, so that, that is right. extremely Th proper. Th um, thought it was I, only right. I, uh, I well, and, and I, I would have a thing of whiskey, except uh, if I drink whiskey right now, I'd probably fall asleep in the middle of the interview. So, oh no! Yeah, well, I can't have that. that. Yeah, I can't have that. So uh, uh, now, uh, have you always, have you two always been independent when it comes to your work in, in comics, or have you ever worked for one of the more mainstream companies? Um, well, I've. I guess the mainstream-ish. Like, I came in through the indie side of it in the early aughts, so my first big companies were Tokyo Pop and SLG. Um, Slave Labor is still around. Uh, Dan's a pretty awesome dude. Um, so I guess I started there. I had an editor um, at one of the other larger companies I'm not going to mention right now, and unfortunately the imprint that we were working towards got pulled right before anything came out. So I've done some time on that side, but mostly, to be honest, it's been a lot more video games and tech and dev and stuff like that. But tattoos and tattoos. But I mean, as far as like comic work and like illustration, it was a lot more like doing my tours at Disney and um, doing marketing stuff for Ubisoft and Warner Brothers and all that crap. Okay. Um, for me, I, I traditional film background. I, I've worked development, film development. I've done spec scripts for certain clientele, uh, always trying to move towards my own stuff, and that's what kind of led me towards this, is, like, post-apocalyptic taco truck originally was going to be a short film, until this genius said, it might be too expensive to hire a monkey and deck out a, a taco truck, yeah. uh, and the rest is, I guess, history from there. <laughs> well, yeah, because it really came out of a production cost thing. What was it? We did the math. Was it eight years ago? Seven? It was a, a lot longer than the that. Original, yeah, but the original yeah. when you were talking about doing it. and It was uh, like nine or ten years okay, ago. Okay, yeah, it's been a while. I and mean, yeah. it really came down to a, um, a production cost issue. Just yeah. there's no way to do it. But, so, and so just make it a comic. 
but that's where I come from. I come from a writing background. I come from a film development, television development background. So, and you have a new short coming up. Yeah. I do. Uh, now, uh, is this all? Uh, are, are is this all done by just the two of you, or or are there other people involved in the in a back in the background? No, uh, no. I I write I write excessively, and then I give him the comic uh, the, the script, and then he's doing the pencils, doing the inking, doing the coloring, and then we go back and forth on the boards too. But I mean, there's yeah. the process that's just us. We don't really have anyone on the outside except. We do. We're very lucky that we do have some people on the sidelines cheering us on. Yeah, uh, which is awesome. But they're not there helping with production. No, nobody's lifting a finger to help us with anything with production. It's us. Yeah. It's us pounding the pavement and kind of just doing it ourselves, man. Blood, sweat, and tears going to it. So yeah. when when one thing happens, it happens to both of us, and we have to deal with it. And it's I think the best part of it because you kind of you learn a lot about yourself and you learn a lot about how your project's going to last and how it yeah. works. So, uh, but yeah, just the two, just the two of us, you and, uh, now, sorry. uh, I, you actually mentioned fat man and Batman already, but, uh, mm -hmm. that's how I found out about the comic. Uh, and you guys did get a plug, uh, uh, for giving Kevin Smith a gift. Uh, yeah. how, how was the response, uh, from that? Um, like traffic, web traffic wise, it was great. We got a lot of people that subscribe to our Patreon to help us out, and yeah. you know, every every dollar helps us towards you know production, towards upkeep on our website and everything. Uh, but more or less, it's it's just the love that we got. Like that room after after the show wrapped was just nothing but love towards the project, towards me, towards Kevin. Um, that his fan base is, I think. Very positive. Very positive and, like, a lot of heart. Like, I'm planning on, when I can afford to go more often, I'm going to go to Scum and Villainy and just go see as many of his shows as possible and just see him there and support him because he's he's an awesome guy. Like, he could have very well just said, hey, kid, F off. I don't care about you. I'm I'm Kevin Smith. I made mall rats. Um, he could have totally Ralph Garman the thing. Yeah, well, oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, he, he could have absolutely <laughs> Ralphed it. I love Ralph though. I, I love, I love in all, Ralph. In all eight impressions. He's a curmudgeon, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's well, Kevin and Bean effed him. Yeah. So. Oh no, I know. I'm, I'm giving shit to the Garmy, but <laughs> I, I really shouldn't. Yeah. So, so uh, now this is totally free for people to check out, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And how many how many comics total are up there right now for people to binge read? So right now we have on the, the website. On the website we have the first issue and the first I think page. Eight just hit for issue two. Um, if you go to our Patreon and subscribe through uh, patreon.com backslash patcomic, um, you get content a month early before the website. And I think we're up to page 15, no, no 17. We're, we're on page 17 right of issue two over there. So we're we're producing this as we're putting it out. You know, it's yeah. I'll get pages sometimes the day before it's supposed to go up and yeah. I'll be posting them right before I go to bed or on the, you know, the walk to, to the, the office. So, um, yeah, it's very much laying the tracks in front of the train as we go. But currently there's the first full issue for sure is completely available for free on the website. Yeah. And part of part of chapter two. Yep. So you can have all of that for sure. And then the Patreon, you do get stuff ahead of time and get some behind the scenes stuff. And yeah, we, we've started posting some behind the scenes content like early, early renditions of Eddie and Sanchez, like our development process with the character. 
even like page comparisons where we go from like border yeah. pencil to ink to color. To we even do that on our on our Instagram. That's we, true. we go from the the original pencils that Alistair draws, and then what it looks like when he inks it, and then the color, the final colored product. So uh, we try to put out as much content as we can. It's just trying to be full time creatives with both of us having full time jobs is yeah. like it. Now, it's how tough. many hours a day are you able to put into the comic? Uh, probably depends on the day, but I would say. I, I schedule mine by days of the week because of my schedule. Yeah. So I work, I'm a tattooist uh, in my day job. So that means that there's certain days of the week that I'm just stuck at my shop where I really can't draw the comic or anything. So I count those as kind of like dead days. I can't do anything. So I try to make up for it in the other days. And it's anywhere between probably six to 10 hours, give or take, on I'd say three days a week. Yeah, to try and put that together. Um, sometimes, if I can squeeze more time, I, I do. But it just depends on what the workload from the other design work is. And for me, you know, I I try to on my lunch break, I'll pencil stuff down on on the on the phone. I have a couple of really good writing apps on my phone that I cross over to my my laptop really easily when I get home. But on average, I'll put in an hour or two whenever I get home. Just but you're also doing the social media stuff too. Yeah, I'm also running all the social media. So it's not I'm, just the writing. I'm running it's all that. the rewards. Yeah, it's uh, a lot. I'm I'm kind of prepping our stuff for you know future plans, and uh, so I'm 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 lifting as much as I can. On top of that, I'm like writing a feature feature screenplay right now, uh, and I have a short film that I, I'm I'm an associate producer on. So I'm like. Juggling everything right now. <laughs> but it's good to be busy. It's yeah. a lot better than not being busy. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes I, I have to. Sometimes I have to have uh, uh, my wife remind me of that thing called sleep that I do need. Do in fact need. Um, heard of that? So, yeah, I've heard. What of is it, that? Yeah. Um, so uh, how how often do you update? And is there a specific day fans can always expect new stuff? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so we um, update on both Patreon and our website, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, that's that's what it's been since the start. I don't know what it'll be in the future. Who knows, eight months down the line, we might do more. Yeah, might we'll do, see. You know, it just depends on, you know, at the end of the day, how much time we can give, how our lives are at the moment. And, right. uh, you know, if, if, if someone came in and said, Roz, here's a million dollars. Quit your job and start writing Pat. I'd be like, yes, sure. Yeah. And yeah. you'd have a lot more pages a lot sooner. But right now, it's very consistent. Uh, just think of like taco specials, Taco Tuesday, Taco Thursday. That's, yeah. That's really when it happens. All right. Uh, this, is, uh, this is what I'm going to call the uh, kind of the lightning round. Uh, oh, all right. So uh, – and some of these questions, uh, you know, I, I, an interview wouldn't be complete if I didn't ask a few questions that might get you into trouble. Okay. All right. So, uh, bourbon or scotch? Scotch. Uh, bourbon. Okay. okay. Bourbon. And yeah. what do you look for in a fine? Fill in oh, the name oh, of your answer. Fine scotch. Um, sweet note on the uh, at the start, smooth, a little bit smoky. Um, not too turpentine. Uh, when you're shopping, when you're shopping and oh, you're wh- looking for something, when I'm looking for something, how do you pick out a new a new scotch that that, that you, that's going to be good and worth your cash? Um, I ro- it's the roll of the dice. I'll be like, I've never had this. Let's buy it and try it. And there have been a handful of scotches that have ended up probably hiding somewhere that I, I just don't want to drink again. Just never finished. Yeah, just never finished. <laughs> just like, you hurt me so much. <laughs> um, 
But that and like uh, you know the was it the the liquor score that they get like the ninety eight percent stuff like that. I always look for like high scoring ones that you know critics are like it's amazing. It tastes like it was poured down the the bosom of a of an elf into a cask and aged for a millennia. You know, just something that sounds awesome. Did Did you hear about the uh, scotch that uh, uh, Balvini is going to be releasing? Uh, they're going to be selling a scotch that's going to be uh, fifty years old. Is it just like they've been old? Like they found it? It's just been buried uh, it, under. It is. It is. It is blended, uh, but is blended from uh, basically whiskey scotch that has sat in the casks for fifty years. Oh, uh, crazy! Uh, yeah. Um, trust me, I'm pretty sure none, nobody on this on either side of this uh, interview could afford it. No. So it. I, I I smell a heist. Yeah, yes, Mark, you're the getaway driver. All right, this, this is going to so, be better than Canadian uh, maple syrup. Uh, bourbon. How do you how do you pick a uh, fine bourbon? I am terrible at that stuff because, uh, to be honest, I was when I was a heavy drinker, I was much more of a rum drinker. But in comics and especially for artists, there was a big thing about bourbon for a long time. So it was mostly I would go off recommendations. Yeah. So like if I was out with other artists and they were drinking, and I kind of just try and cozy up to them and build off their expertise. Like, hey, what's that? Can I get one? And then. Just order whatever they're doing. Yeah, like like Woodford is like my favorite right now for bourbon. It's mm. what I have on hand, and uh, I couldn't find actually a, a larger bottle of it, so I had to go buy. I had to go buy the, the baby bottles, yeah. um, which make me feel they like a giant. Work, but they but they're, well. they're delicious. Um, yeah. But a lot of a lot of my recommendations also come from. I have a friend who he runs Whiskey Fridays, um. and he'll I'll go over there and he's like, try this, and I'm like, this is delicious. And if I remember to take a photo of it. Uh, I'll I'll, t- I'll try to buy it the next time. So, yeah, mine is mostly like whatever puts in front of me and doesn't taste like turpentine. If it tastes like a good brown liquor, then yeah. it's usually fine. And like it could be warm, it can be all those other things as long as it's not like methanol. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay. Now here here are the here are the, the these next several are the extremely controversial uh, okay. questions. Okay. Marvel or DC? Okay. So this is gonna be hardest for you. DC because of the uh, DC comics yes. movies. I'll wait till I see Shazam and Aquaman. Um, but DC comics, I just I really like how human a lot of their characters are. Um, I like their characters when they're not in costume, when they're dealing with personal ish. Like Hush is probably one of my favorite comic arcs for Batman. Why? Awesome. Because it's literally. Him dealing with the fact that his best friend has become a nemesis and everyone is out to get him. Like, how awesome is that? I've had friends that have turned on me. I just wish I had a utility belt to kick their ass with. <laughs> Let's see. What about you? Oh, uh, God. Um, I'm going to be terrible for this one because I'm not really an American comics guy. I never was. Oh, you did you yeah. give an answer other than Marvel or DC? Throw oh, them um, out the door. Ah, <laughs> no, that was the answer. Um, yeah, but I mean, but to be fair, like you at least follow them. Like you do have an opinion. I do. Like, mine is gonna be like, yeah, Batman's cool. Batman should never use a gun, and Batman should always be a detective. He could be a ninja if he wants. Like that's gonna be like my DC input. Yeah. And Marvel might have some other ones, which is mostly you know don't abuse creators or something stupid. But I would say, for just comics influence, um, probably my biggest one was actually Viz Media back in the day. Oh, um, it is. I yeah. Uh, which is, I think, an offshoot of Katakawa Shoten. But they had a lot of um, early 80s when I was coming up. Um, 
a lot of the localization projects from Manga when it wasn't really popular here, or it certainly was being um, rebranded under different labels. They weren't just saying these are from another country, another culture. But um, they would definitely be the biggest influence because they uh, they introduced me to a lot of my favorite titles to this day, which would still be things like Fist of the North Star was from them. Yeah, um, JoJo's wasn't originally from them, but now it is, and that's my all-time favorite. Um, and they had a ton of stuff, like almost everything Yumiko Takahashi put out, which runs the gamut from like awesome, weird fantasy adventure to horror to soap opera to all sorts of stuff. So they were probably the biggest influence for me. And they also did a lot of underground stuff, like uh, Taiyo Matsumoto's um, Take Out Concrete. Uh, came out oh, through I remember them. that, yeah. Yeah, and they had a, a separate, they had a separate imprint that was supposed to be like their art house, like their version of Vertigo. Yeah. So, and that, okay, so how about this for, you know, rambling lightning round to me back, if I had to pick between the two, I would do DC because of the Vertigo imprint. Yeah, Vertigo imprint had like, my so one, probably cool one of my favorite series of all time is Why the Last Man. Like, yeah. Brian K. Vaughn has produced two of my favorite comic book franchises, Why the Last Man and Saga, which just okay, yeah. now just went on to hiatus, but. That's fine. They can come back. Oh, it's all good. So good. That's no, a good series. So yeah, I'll say Vertigo as well. Yeah, I said we should. You said DC, so yeah. So, uh, uh, Star Wars or Star Trek? Ooh, this, Star this, Wars. This might split our house. Star Wars. I'm Star Trek. That's fine. I have a lot right. of good memories of Star Wars. So, now, but I do, but I don't hate Star Wars. Yeah, all. I love Star Trek as well. So, how about classic Battlestar Galactica or the reboot where everyone is a Cylon? Uh, okay, for me, it's the reboot just because of how well it was written. Uh, and how well it paralleled like U.S. politics at the time, it was just like, wow, this is really close to what's happening in the real world. Um, and it had a lot of pretty people in it. It was full of very pretty people. I'm I'm gonna go the other way though, uh, for uh, possibly a more shallow reason than the pretty people. Okay. I want the original helmets. Oh, the Cylon helmets or the, the no, no the, the Viper fighter, helmets. The Viper helmets. The Viper helmets. I want look... the Pharaoh helmets. Those yeah, are cool. They were pretty cool. I really liked that growing up because I remember, like, that used to play back in the back, at least on the reruns, with Buck Rogers. There's yeah. a weird disconnect between Battlestar was very serious, and these very serious dogfights, and the sounds were always on, and then you had Buck Rogers and Twiggy. You know, I, I wrote a spin off TV series in my, my screenwriting class for BSG. Uh, it was about survivors on the planet Virgon. Oh, nice. Uh, it was, it, I've gone back and reread it. It's terrible. <laughs> But uh, I, 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 they're both really good. But I really love. No, that's cool. So you like the new one, which yeah. makes sense. I like the classic just because the I love the look. I love the costumes and stuff too. Yeah, really hokey. Yeah, absolutely hokey. Yeah. You ready for the most controversial question of the interview? All okay. right. All right. With anime, subtitled or dubbed? All right. You go on this one because that's your that's like your wheelhouse. I have my answer though. All right, having friends who dub and direct and localize and having been involved in that for a long time, um, I say when it's done right and it's done well, I actually do think dubbing does a lot to help forward the the medium. And I think that one good example of that, which is kind of controversial, would be Cowboy Bebop. Mm. Because that was done as a co-production for the West. Yeah, uh, I think Cartoon Network actually threw money at that initially. The same as um, now, Big now O. I heard that. I heard I, people keep telling me that that's the one that I should watch uh, because oh, it's yeah. basically it's basically uh, if Firefly didn't get canceled, it would be Cowboy Bebop. Oh yeah, there's a lot of um, Firefly was obviously came from. Yeah, there, you, some Bebop. Yeah, you can you can see some of the influence of, of Cowboy Bebop in in Firefly, but man. 
Cowboy Bebop, like the music, the yeah. animation style, the characters, the stories. I mean, it was a time of like awesome anime where you'd had there was cinematic a cinematic mindset put into the animation mm-hmm. versus it just being poppy and explosive in action. Yeah. Um I think it's something that definitely came after on the heels of the Evangelion when Gynex had such a huge a huge hit with a very deep metaphysical weird story that was yeah. really hard for people to get into. And they came out after that, people started taking it a little more serious again. And Bebop came out. I think Bebop's a good example for something to try and get into because it's culturally there's no barriers. Yeah. It's a straight up sci-fi story. Like if you like the expanse, you'd probably like Bebop. Bebop is the expanse with um a little less physics. And a little, little more jazz. A lot more jazz. I'm like, yeah, the entire thing. Yoko Kano is one of my favorite composers. Um, she I, did. I, I got to admit, I was not impressed with The Expanse. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Not impressed at all. I, How I know, far I'm, did I'm, I'm, I know I am the extreme minority amongst nerds on that one and geeks on that one. Uh, yeah. uh, but I just, I thought that it was, uh, uh, it, it just, it, it just dragged. It just, uh it's very slow and it seemed kind of unfocused at, at times um but i, I can agree uh, with that to yeah. an extent it is a slow burn show and you are yeah. following basically three different factions um how far did you get into it uh everything but the current season oh okay. very far okay so that's i mean that is further than i would go like i usually do a three to five episode like testing ground and after that i'm like i'm over it <laughs> Yeah, I said it's a pretty yeah. fair shot. If you, you gave, gave it a fair did shot. stick, I respect then, that, man. You it's not gonna that. stick. Yeah, like so, I just. Uh, uh, one of you has not answered. Uh, subtitled oh. or dubbed? All right. So older anime, I prefer uh, subtitled, but I think voice acting has got to a point where it can match, not a hundred percent, but match close enough to provide that same emotional tone. Um, I. What am I? I'm watching right now. Uh, You're watching Black Clover and some other stuff. I, I stopped watching Black Clover. It kind of burned me out. I, I don't know. Some of that stuff is just too much the same. Oh, I'm I'm watching um, My Hero, My Academia. Hero Academia, and I've been watching Excellent. that. I've been watching that dubbed just because Vegeta is in it. Oh yeah, that's and right. Vegeta, the American Vegeta uh, voice actor. I was just like, yes, I'm down. It's a great voice actor. That's a great series um, too. But you know, it for me. If it's dubbed, it's something I can second screen while I'm writing. Because yeah. I, I really love listening to dialogue while I write because it helps with my uh, feeling of tone or, or the beats in my own writing. So if it's dubbed, I can listen to it and go, okay, there's some dialogue and I can build off of you know how it sounds in my head. But if I'm sitting down to watch it, subbed. Like I just started watching the, uh, re-watching the dubbed version of Yamato 2199 and I'm not oh. digging it. But I watched the subbed version when it first came out, and God, I love Space Battleship Yamato. But that twenty one ninety nine sub, dude, trans dimensional submarine, like that just—it's so fucking cool. <laughs> I think it comes down to like it's—it's it's very interesting. Like um, I think some shows that can elevate. Like I think Bebop's yeah. example, My Hero Academia is another one. Mm-hmm. Weird enough, it's very Western in some of its approaches. Yeah. But I think if it's a show that's got a lot of visual data going on, like. Miyazaki, I think, is really hard to sub. I think there's some classic Miyazakis that need to be. Yeah. But if you want to appreciate Spirited Away or Howl's Moving Castle or the ones that have a lot of... There's tons of things going on on the screen all the time and you want to catch it all. Just that extra added step of now you have to read the dialogue too. Yeah. And match it to the tone of the voice that's being spoken. It's harder. So like Akira, Ghost in the Shell, 
those are films that I watched. I watched that subbed. Right. Just because of the time and the translation is garbage, I think. Yeah. Um, well, Maycheck, yeah. Yeah. That's back in the day. Um, and then Miyazaki, yeah. I, I go both. I go back and forth on because like Porco Rose is my favorite Miyazaki film, and as much as I can agree or disagree with Michael Keaton being Porco's voice, <laughs> I can still appreciate that film a lot easier when it's dubbed, just yeah. because I'm just taking in all the visuals yeah. and when it's subbed, I know I'm getting a more accurate description of the dialogue. But what about you, Mark? <laughs> Um, me, uh, well, for actually, for, for one of the reasons you mentioned, uh, one of you mentioned, uh, uh, I actually do prefer dubbed, uh, because, uh, I'm almost always doing something else and, and I can't sit there and, and if I want to, if I want to read, I'm going to pick up a book, right. you know, and, uh, and it's, it's, uh, I think you lose, I think you lose just as much, uh, sitting there reading because you're so focused on the reading, you're not really watching the screen. And right. you're basically ignoring the animation and, and reading this dialogue and trying to keep up the dialogue uh, as it's going. And you're reading. Uh, you're not focused on what else is happening on the screen. And uh, it's just it's uh, it's I think subtitles is extremely distracting. And uh, yeah, I prefer uh, I prefer dubbed. And uh, I'm, I'm prepared for the hate for the hate comments uh, <laughs> below uh, when I as I say that. And, and that is fine. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, but uh, all right, so now uh, this interview is gone. This is going to be one of the longest episodes we've done in a while. Ooh. But uh, uh, so, what are the final comments? And and what are the what, anything anything else you want to make sure that the viewers and listeners of Nerds Drink Whiskey are aware of? Yeah, um, if you want to check out the comic, go to patcomic.com. That's p-a-t-t-c-o-m-i-c.com. Um, check it out. Give the pages a read. And if you feel so inclined and you want to help support uh, introducing more tacos into a post-apocalyptic wasteland where there's uh, only one pig left on the planet and you need to make sure that, you know, we get our chicharrones and our, yeah. uh, our, our Al Pastor and all the other wonderful pork-based products, um, you can throw a buck our way, man. A dollar is like our basic starter Patreon tier. Yeah. And it goes a long way. It helps us out. It helps us get to... You know, we're going to be going to L.A. Comic-Con, uh, formerly Kamikaze in October. Mm -hmm. It's going to give us the ability to kind of get some get some little swag that we can hand out to people that we bump into. Um, and you want to help support a, just a fun little comic that just doesn't take life seriously and makes fun of everyone, man. I mean, that first issue, we, we make fun of a lot of people. <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot in the first one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say all that. Definitely check out the website. You can also find us on uh, social media. I think we're across the board. Everything is Pat Comic. At Pat Comic. Right. P-A-T-T -T Comic. Right. So Instagram, Twitter, those have most of the updates. It's probably the best place um, to go for stuff. And yeah, direct, and we, we do have Facebook as well now. Okay. Um, Facebook mainly mirrors uh, our Instagram feed, but uh, all the content's out there and all the information, too. Yeah, so I would and say we interact with our fans, man. I get, I get direct messages, and oh, I, yeah. will, I will answer them, <laughs> and I answer them in the voice of characters. So also true. <laughs> yeah, but or maybe sometimes Alistair does. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I would say yeah. Check out all that stuff, and um, keep an eye out for. Um, I think we're gonna have some new stuff in October and towards the holidays. Yeah, we have some. We really haven't asked what it is yet. Fun though, holiday right? stuff planned. Uh, Mark, do you like carving pumpkins? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> well, guess what? Because I'm, I'm a klutz, and I would end up with uh, missing uh, digits. No, let's not do that. Let's Sorry. not do that. Yeah. All right. Well, 
that maybe has something to do with what we're releasing at some point. <laughs> right. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you very much, gentlemen. And uh, uh, all the uh, all the links will be in the show notes as well as across the screen throughout this interview. Uh, awesome. So uh, people can uh, either type from what's on the screen or just be lazy and click the show notes. Uh, check out what you're doing and uh, keep us posted. And uh, we'll definitely be uh, reading your, your comic. Thank you very much. Awesome. Right thank on, you, Mark. man. And I love you guys' podcast. Thank you. I'm, I'm out of whiskey. I'm out of <laughs> bourbon. Though. Oh, I got a little bit. Oh, there we go. <laughs>